Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Hope everything's going well for you today, sir. It is. It's going to be an abbreviated show today. We should point this out because, well, you know, it's the, the new year coming up, the holiday season, and mm-hmm. uh, we figured we'd do sort of a, a half a show for this uh, Thursday and for tomorrow, too. That way uh, you get a little bit of the news, you catch up with what's going on, and uh, we don't take up too much of your time. I thought this was fascinating. Um, right. I, I don't know if you heard this or not, but uh, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky announced today that, uh, actually announced the day before yesterday, that the Ukrainian government will be heading to Davos, Switzerland, to attend the January 16th World Economic Forum meeting. Why? Uh-huh. Well, come to find out, he's a, he's a good buddy uh, with uh, Klaus Schwab. Um, of course he is. He, he is, uh, how do they say he was uh, selected as one of the junior world leaders or something like that by Klaus Schwab. And uh, back, he, they've been tight for quite some time. And mm-hmm. uh, last year he did it by Zoom. This year he hopes to be there. So, so he was there last year and now he's going to be there in person. And of course, you know what we think about uh, Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum. We think yeah. they have another agenda altogether. And you know what's interesting? His good buddy, he said his real good friend, is Justin Trudeau. You know that oh, well. uh, that uh, <laughs> semi-dictator up in uh, Canada who is taking away all sorts of rights and clamping down on truck drivers and, you know, uh, changing oh, the whole makeup what, of what used to be a real good country. Yeah, you're uh, dotting all the, to- uh, the I's and crossing all the T's here. Yep. And uh, also, other uh, things going on in the uh, news. I, I thought this was interesting. You had a, what's it about? Show me your friends. No, keep your friends close, and your, and your enemies, enemies closer. closer. Yeah, or yeah. is it, or is it vice versa? Keep your enemies close and your friends closer. Anyway, Steve Mnuchin was the Treasury Secretary for four years under Trump, mm-hmm. and he, you know, stood side by side and. Got a lot of accolades from President Trump, and then um, apparently he he just he said former former Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin he discussed the Twenty Fifth Amendment removal of Trump with former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo after the January Sixth Capitol protest. The January Sixth Committee on Tuesday released transcripts of Mnuchin admitting he briefly discussed the Twenty Fifth Amendment with Pompeo. Uh, Mnuchin said he was not seriously considering using the 25th Amendment, but he Googled it out of curiosity. But I couldn't help but think, wait a second, if you're really on his side, if you're really one of his supporters, you wouldn't even even mention something like that to uh, the January 6th committee. No, he floated that balloon to get some... Yeah, just to get some traction with it, you know. Throw you know, it out there. Let's throw everything against the wall. See Trump, what sticks. Trump had some interesting characters uh, in his uh, his cabinet. You know, he had Mike Pompeo, uh, who I kind of like. I I'm I'm a little surprised he would even discuss the Twenty Fifth Amendment with Mnuchin. But Mnuchin, his claim to fame is he was a, in finances, but he was also a Hollywood producer. Mm-hmm. He produced a lot of movies, and uh, so he has a lot of you know woke friends out there in Hollywood. 
I'm not even sure whether he's a Republican. I'm not even sure. He may be one of Trump's Democrat friends who got a cabinet position. So I will say one of the things that Trump didn't do well is pick and choose his people that surrounded him. Uh, And he might not have been able to vet them very well because of how they were infiltrated in there. Oh, well, here's this. You know, he he trusted too many people. Yeah. And that is what, um, you know, that's that's how they set him up. And, you know, what do you do in a situation? I've been there before, so I'm not faulting him for it. I mean, I trusted people that I found out, what the hell was I thinking? (laughs) I know. You know, the media jumped on the fact that uh, Trump's daughter and husband said to him that they weren't going to be involved in the next campaign. They and and Trump came out and clarified uh, that message. He said, "I I never once." Here's what he said. He said, "This is about uh, Jared and Ivanka." Mm-hmm. Um, he said, "I specifically asked them not to be involved in the 2024 election campaign because horrendous sleaze bags in the world of politics and beyond are are going to be after me essentially." And uh, but he used that quote, horrendous sleazebags in the world of politics and beyond. Um, and he didn't want his daughter and his son-in-law involved anymore because he knows it's going to be brutal the next time around. Brutal. Sadly, though, they're going to be involved because the media knows who they are. And they are going to use anybody and anything that they can to besmirch and smear yeah. him and embarrass him and the family to get them to turn on each other. They want to see that. Well, uh, it'll be interesting. I, I feel bad for even last time around, his youngest son, Baron, was mm-hmm. attacked on occasion. And, and he did nothing wrong. Absolutely nothing. All he did was uh, go to school and he grow about uh, three feet while uh, Trump was in office. I mean, the, the kid's got to be 6'5". He started off as maybe like 5'3 or 5'4". And right. he just he just sprouted like uh, dandelions on my front lawn in uh, in April. But yeah, it, I was going to say, you know, the one thing they got to be careful about uh, by going after you know the kid like that is that he's going to remember this. It has a lasting impression. Mm. You don't know if he's got political ambitions, and if he does, yeah. he's going to um, you know use that. Remember Alien Gonzalez? Yeah, uh, and all that because I was down in Florida when they. Yeah. They came, you know, in the in the mid middle of the night to with get with their him. SWAT uniforms on and their yeah. uh, M4 rifles. Yeah, and you know he wanted to be here, and then all of a sudden they did what they did, and all of that stuff. He went back, and then he learned to hate the hell. He out became of us. didn't he become almost like uh, the grandson to Fidel Castro? I mean, Castro yes. Castro centered a lot of of his attention on Alien Gonzalez. And they became very close. But it's sad. Politics is a dirty sport. I question whether we're going to be around as a country by the time uh, Baron Trump is old enough to run for anything. I mean, this is these are such dangerous times we're living in. We've talked about it. I mean, I don't know. I, I think a lot hinges on what happens, believe it or not. I'm not just trying to you know hype up stuff for a podcast. The simple fact is... There's a lot of things that are coming to bear on on the next few days, the 3rd, the 6th, and in the next few weeks. And any one of them could change the way we are, not that we haven't changed, but really 
change the way we are forever. And then you got the Russian situation with the Ukraine and threats being laid down, China with Taiwan. Any one of those are a powder keg. And you've got the U.N. saying, yeah, you know what? It looks like, you know, we're we're close to nuclear war. And I'm like going, you don't go, yeah, you know what? It looks like we're close to nuclear war. You get off your lazy butt and you figure out what you got to do to keep us from nuclear war and get things righted. But no, you know, we, we sit there and poke the badger, you know, and yeah. it's going to bite. I, I read today that uh, the Iranians said uh, that if Tel Aviv strikes uh, their nuclear sites, which I guess they've threatened to do, uh, Iranians said they will blow Tel Aviv off the face of the earth. I think that was a quote. Uh, they even showed a video of how they would do it. You know, obviously it wasn't a real video, but uh, they showed a simulation of missiles uh, flying through the air. And, and he said, by the time the Israelis struck on the nuclear sites, by the time they got home, their runways would be, would be gone because they said the missiles fly 10 times faster than a jet. What would happen if they did such a thing to one of our closest allies? Would, it, would that draw us into some kind of a war? The makeup of everything that's going on that you have right now, any conflict that is starting to bubble over in all the hot spots would draw us into a war. Mm. So it is not a good time, you know, in, in, in history at all. It, it, no. it's, it's, we're waiting for war to happen. Laura Logan uh, was on a podcast called Flyover Conservatives. It's a, it's a neat little show. If you have the chance, uh, you might want to catch it. Here's what she said about uh, the deep state and where we're going. There's obviously a lot that I don't know, right, because there always is. And so it's really good, I think, as a, as a general rule, both as a journalist and as a person, to be cognizant of how much we don't know. However, at the same time, one of the things that's really frustrating um, for me is to see the full court press, right? The machine is moving in one direction only. One of the... Uh, most disturbing false narratives that I have seen is this idea that Putin is intent on a broader war and dragging the world into a nuclear conflict. Mm. Um, if you look at what Putin has been doing, he's been showing uh, Russian nuclear capability, both you know with missiles, with submarines, and so on and so on. And he's re he's repeatedly released videos and images showing that that stuff doesn't get out of a country like Russia, uh, you know. Uh, it doesn't get past Putin, right? I mean, everybody knows uh, the stranglehold that he has on Russia. I'm not mounting a defense of Putin. I'm trying to understand what the truth is. So Putin is allowing that to get out. In fact, putting it out for a specific reason. Mm. Well, that's called a deterrent, mm. okay? That is because he doesn't want to go to nuclear war. He's reminding everybody, look, you can say this and that about Russia. I, I had a long conversation with a couple of defense experts about uh, Russia's ability or inability to mount complex air operations and so on and so on. So, you know, you can argue about all of these things, but what you cannot argue about is that Putin and Russia have a very... Um 
a, a big nuclear arsenal and they have the delivery systems to use it right mm. so when you're doing that if, if you're you know if your card that you were going to play was that you were wanting to bring the world into a nuclear war why would you show any of your cards right. in that realm. It doesn't even, it doesn't add up. Mm-hmm. Not to mention that it's a very familiar tactic. You know, nations all over the world use it all the time. He's sending a message. Don't go there. Mm-hmm. So, in fact, the message we get from Putin is the exact opposite. He doesn't want a nuclear war, right? And and he wants the rest of the world to understand that he doesn't want it. Mm-hmm. On the other side, you have, you know, Biden and Blinken and um, everybody else going on and on and on. They're doing everything possible to provoke him. They're not in, you know, you don't hear the diplomatic talk that is about uh, calming everything down. You don't hear them talking him off the ledge. You don't. Every act that they're taking, sending fighter jets to Poland, boosting this, boosting that, pushing Zelensky all the time, having a full court press out in all the media, the entire media, by the way, Democrats and Republicans speaking uh, with one voice. Whenever I hear that, that is like, so, I mean, I have small bullshit meters and then I have like major bullshit meters, right? And that's a major one. No one believes in those things. Mm -hmm. Only... The real evil, I shouldn't swear so much on this, but the assholes, right? I mean, these are bad people. Yes. Mm-hmm. And when you go all over this country, even people that you might disagree with, you know, if you can find your way through the, uh, the hostility of those uh, friction points, when it comes down to it, they don't, you know, you don't actually end up disagreeing on as much as you think you do. I find that all the time. And so, you know, with the whole Ukraine narrative, one of the, the, the other part to recognize is that there are traps set for us, right? Mm-hmm. We can't talk about the border without being xenophobic and racist. We can't talk about, uh, you know, uh, defund the police, George Floyd and police and so on, um, unless we are white supremacists. We can't talk about critical race theory and wanting our kids to go up ashamed of the color of their skin without now being a domestic terror threat. Come on. That's not real. Mm-hmm. Those are constructed traps that are meant, what do they do? What's the result of them? They prevent us from communicating. They prevent us from learning. They prevent us from standing together. They divide us mm-hmm. by design. That's Laura Logan from uh, the Flyover Conservatives podcast, and mm-hmm. I have a couple more clips from that, which we can we can air tomorrow in our yeah. little shortened show. Um, what was interesting, we mentioned this a couple of days ago, uh, mm-hmm. that Putin said, look, it, I, I'm giving you an ultimatum now. You, you're going to get a... He didn't say, like, specifically how long he was giving him, but he said, you have an ultimatum. If you don't come to the peace table... And if we don't resolve this soon, I'm going to send in all of the big boys. I'm going to send in the troops. Yeah, and- I do believe him on the troop thing, uh, and I and I tend to believe with uh, what she has to say. I, Putin is a he's a smart man. He doesn't want to go the nuclear route. But the one thing you got to realize, uh, well, the question would be, how many nukes does it take to screw up the planet? Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't take a heck of a lot. I mean, it really, it really doesn't. People think, well, if they set off a nuke in in uh, the Ukraine, how will that affect me in Pennsylvania? It affects everybody around the world. I point to Chernobyl. Yeah, with Chernobyl, they had that problem in Chernobyl, and the fallout was felt all over the world. Look, you know, you've got players that have nuclear weapons. Uh, Iran, uh, Iran has them. Egypt has them. 
they're they're only in the the small amount of the hundreds, but they have them. Some less than a hundred. Uh, you've got uh, Korea that's got them. China's got them. Now you might think that they have this big, humongous arsenal, and actually, it's impressive, but it's nowhere near what Russia's got, which is somewhere in the neighborhood of five thousand. Wow! But we have in that same neighborhood, or a little more. So, the two whack jobs on the planet Earth, yeah, the United States and Russia, are sitting here. You know, we're not rattling sabers. We're rattling nuclear missiles, you know, yeah. and and I'm like going something's got to give or something's going to give. Well, listen to this, you know, the Ukraine. They said, okay, yeah, we should have peace. We should have peace talks with Russia, but first, Russia must face prosecution for war crimes at an international court. Bull, <laughs> that ain't going to happen. Of course, they knew that when they wrote this. That Amazing. is not going to happen. And you know what? We, you and I talked off, Mike. You know, you can go back to the Nuremberg trials and, and mm-hmm. look at, uh, you know, all oh, yeah, the Nuremberg trials. Oh, yeah, we got them Nazis, didn't we? What, 10 were prosecuted, and that yep. was really it? Yep. But there were hundreds, and uh, you got 10 out of And the guys who went to jail, trials. the guys who went to jail, they would have gotten like 20 years in jail, and mm-hmm. then they were released in like five years. Or seven years, they were. That's that's the justice system. I, I yep. I've gone through that on a different level where somebody we had put away and and they had to they had to do a certain minimum amount amount of time and do certain things, and somebody came along and said, "Nah, you know what? We're going to change these rules a little bit." Hey, you know what? That, that's good enough. Let's let you out and see what you do. Look at this you guy. That's a brilliant move. Look at this guy Fetterman in Pennsylvania. He wants to release all the. The criminals. <laughs> Let them all out of jail. Well, I, I'm not sure that Fetterman is going to see the light of day as a senator because I don't know that he's really capable. I think that um, somebody asked me, and I guess we can clarify this or clear it up. If he can't perform his role as a right. senator, what happens? The governor of the state uh, can appoint, I believe, a senator to take his place until such time that there is a special election, uh, I believe that's how it works in Pennsylvania. Uh, some people pointed to the fact that, that they, he might appoint uh, his Fetterman's wife to the yeah. position. N- normally, could she run for the Senate? Well, I don't know because I, I, I know she's from Brazil. Right. I don't know whether she is a U.S. citizen. She may be a naturalized U.S. citizen. If that's the case, you know, I guess, I guess she could. Uh, yeah, see, yeah, because the the standards for Senate, Congress, and then the presidency are different. But mm-hmm. and I, I kind of wonder sometimes. Maybe we need to ad- readdress the whole thing. Uh, what you know, it, I I tend to say that they pushed him through. When you think about you know he, the, some of the things that he was saying after he had the stroke and that mm. big lump in the back of his neck. Yeah, that anybody with a sound mind and body really voted for him. I didn't see a signs out anywhere. I didn't see anything. I live in this. Well, you live in the state too, right? And I, I sat there and I saw his little small black sign that said Fetterman, and yeah. it and nobody was rallied around him. Everybody was rallied around everybody else. But you won. know what really bothers me is her father. 
uh, is a mm-hmm. was a big deal in Brazilian intelligence. Yeah. So it, that makes me a little uneasy, you know, that a foreign country's intelligence chief, his daughter would be married to, a, or would become essentially a U.S. senator. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of weirdness going on here, but I can tell you this: people that are on the left, that they will buy anything the media sells. The media will sell anything that they are pushed by the government, and that's all it is. They are propaganda mm-hmm. machine. And we discussed this before too: the United States that we think exist went the way of the Fagawi a long time ago. We have we have a very corrupt system in place, and it is not what you think it is. It's really, it's kind of depressing when you think about it, because all of my life, I've walked with pride. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm proud of where we were, where we've come from, what we are now. Uh, You know, little things bother me. For example, they're taking down the Confederate statues and pictures at West Point. You know, of Robert E. Lee, of James Longstreet. I don't know. I don't know where the James Longstreet went. I know uh, George Pickett went to West Point. Right. Uh, I know that Custer. You know, he was he was a Union general, but uh, they're taking down the Confederate um, statues. And there's a part of me that says, you know, that's the Confederate side. Although it was the wrong side, we think they were still Americans. They were still Americans. Now yeah, they, were, they were. They thought that they were making a better America by doing what they were doing. They were trying to stop uh, something that they felt was an injustice from taking place. They wanted to to rectify it by having the Confederacy. Now I'm not, by the way, from the South. Okay, some some people may say, well, maybe this guy's from Alabama and his family has roots. No, actually, uh, when the Civil War took place, I had relatives who were. Irish immigrants who were in the Union Army and others hadn't even come here yet. So the thing is, I think that we shouldn't, by by altering our history like this, we're mm. doing a disservice to our, our people. We should always remember our history and where we came from, good and bad. And, you know, by the way, Robert E. Lee, maybe he was the, uh, the head of the Confederacy, uh, the military, and he was also a great Mexican War soldier for the United States. Mm-hmm. You know, he fought um, gallantly in the Mexican War back in the 1840s, and uh, he should be remembered for that, I would think. But they're taking down the statues. They're taking down the paintings that were hanging for decades at West Point. Uh, you'll notice that it, down in uh, Richmond, Virginia— all of the Confederate statues have been removed. Richmond was the head of the Confederacy. And uh, some people say, well, it uh, does a disservice to the minority community. But, you know, there were a lot of minorities. There were a lot of people who were minority members in the Confederate Army that were involved in the Confederate Army. People don't even, they don't remember this, but they were. But now we're talking reparations for the sins of our past. But I was thinking about that, too. Maybe it's a little detour here. I don't know what they call it. Uh, but it's it's where somebody, you know, maybe uh, maybe you're 
uh, an ancestor of yours, a parent or something like that, committed a crime. And that, that scar, that punishment passes down to the generation after generation. The it, sins it of passes. the father? The sins of the father. Mm-hmm. So is, is not reparations kind of the same thing? I'm being held accountable for something you deemed that was you know, done by somebody else. Why am you know? I paying, if my ancestors weren't here, and neither were yours, even in this country, so, why, yeah. why are we paying reparations for what people did uh, five generations ago, six generations ago? And, and yeah, aren't they doing essentially to us what, you know, we're paying the reparation reparations for, for, you know, these people, you know, they, they were... They were mistreated. They were used. They were abused. They, you know, they were enslaved. Well, you're kind of doing the and same thing to me. What does it stop? What does it stop? Will uh, will other minority groups say, "Wait a second, uh, I deserve reparations too"? Let's say indigenous people, Indians who were. Uh, the first they people were indigenous, here, but you know they weren't always indigenous here. They came here, you but, know. But let's they say, walked across the peninsula that they, was there at one but, time. But the 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 intruders, the the whites at the time, they took their land, they killed their tribes, killed their. They, they were brutal to the American mm-hmm. Indian. Shouldn't the American Indian have uh, a grievance too? Shouldn't they be asking for restitution? Well, they should. Okay. It, you know, under the argument, yeah, they should. But then again, you know, then reparations for everybody because... Well, I was going to say, then how about... Uh, my, I'm Irish, okay? Yeah. When I was... My family came over from Ireland, there were signs uh, on the store windows, uh, Irish need not apply. They were not given good positions. They were, they were thought of as uh, the lowliest of the low. They were given at the very most servants' jobs. Then, as time went on, uh, the, the Irish—you uh, heard of the Irish cops. You yeah. know, being an, a policeman in those days wasn't a great job, but it was—it was something. It was work. Right. The Italians came over. They couldn't speak the language. They were minimized and laughed at. They were—they were all pushed into one little section of town. You know, the Italian section of town. Uh, should they be given some kind of reparation for the way? They were treated. I mean, every single nationality has some kind of a grievance. Should they be given some kind of reparation? Well, let me ask you this. We have the border crisis, and we're bringing people in. We're not vetting them and everything. Are they going to be five years from now saying, boy, were we mistreated? We stood out there forever at the border waiting to get fro. We were locked up. We were let go. We were bust. My kids went to some... In you know some camp, and I don't know where they are. We want money for it. Yeah, you know, I, I was looking at the uh, a map of the temperatures this past weekend at the border. It was minus twelve at the border in Texas. Mm-hmm. Minus twelve. These people, God bless them, if they're walking across the desert and it's minus twelve degrees, oh my gosh, I would hate to think of how many did not make it. Because they usually come with light clothes. They haven't got winter jackets, winter coats. Uh, it's it, this is also something which I I put on the show. The I blame on the administration for waving them in. You know, making it easy for them to come across. 
Well, hell, when he first got into office and there were some people that were detained and locked up and whatever, he was the one that let him go without betting or doing anything. Yeah, just let him out. Let him go. Yeah. Lock him in. You know, there have been a lot of a lot of them that have fallen ill, a lot of them that, that got killed one way or the other. Uh, a lot of bad things have, have mm. fallen on these people. And for the bad ones that he let through, there have been people that have been killed, our own citizens that are indigenous to the United States. They were born here. So is Joe not guilty? We'll continue this tomorrow because this is the abbreviated version of our program. Yes. Um, Tomorrow, by the way, we will also air uh, a couple of segments from Laura Logan's uh, interview. She has more interesting things to say. You'll want to tune in for tomorrow's program. My friend, have a good Thursday night, and we'll see you tomorrow. Or sounds like a plan. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America.